0: Hello and welcome to episode 132 of the Dairobi Health Show, Seven Major Challenges with Working Out at Home and How to Develop a Superior Routine. I am recording this on April 23rd, 2020, the year of COVID, the year of staying at home, the year of controversy and business shutdowns and all kinds of massive change and disruption in our routines, in our families, in our businesses, And at this time, of course, many, many people are now trying to stay fit and endure this the best that they can. And indeed, staying fit will help anyone endure this type of thing better because we know from social science that those people who exercise feel better, they develop those chemicals in their brain, that serotonin, dopamine, whatever it is, I am no brain scientist, but you know what I'm talking about. People will feel better, have less chance of of feeling depressed. They feel better about themselves. They win the day by starting off with exercise. And so whether you're listening to this during this current epidemic or whether you're listening to it later, there's a bunch of nuggets in here for how to effectively work out from home. And some of this stuff, no one's really talking about, but I think it's really important. I hope you really enjoy it. And I'm going to jump in by starting off by telling you a, a brief story. And that is, as fate would have it, I have been a, a, a lover of going to the gym for, for many, many years, or at least leaving the house to exercise until quite recently. But in about November of last year, on episode 112, I interviewed Lisa Balash, the kettlebell bombshell. And for some reason, she sparked something in me that made me want to put my gym membership on hold and start working out from home. And in about those last six months or whatever that is, I've not only had a lot of epiphanies personally, I've had to learn a lot more about this from my own clients and done a bunch of research and also done some polls and asking questions about this and what people's biggest challenges are. So I've personally gone through the transformation of figuring out how to work from home, as well as had to coach some people through this. And some of these things are actually, some of these points I'm about to tell you are actually difficult to find. It seems like no one's really talking about them. Some are obvious, some aren't. But with that, let's start with one of the obvious ones. One of the biggest challenges of working from home is a lack of a plan. You know, a lot of people have a treadmill in their house or they have a cycle or something. And so they go to bed thinking, you know, tomorrow I think I'll work out. And uh, they're going to hop on the bike or whatever. But they don't really have a plan for what they're going to do on the bike or how long they're going to stay on the bike. They're not specific enough. And so having a plan has built-in motivation, makes it much more specific, and you have something to look forward to, something you know exactly what you're going to do in the morning, which makes a difference to whether you're going to do it or not. You ought to start with your goals. To make a good plan, simply identify what's most important to you, whether it is weight loss, whether it is strength or endurance or flexibility, whatever is most critical to you, you start with that, and then you would work backwards. So consider the CrossFit 10 recognized fitness domains. I think these are powerful. In CrossFit, they talk all the time about cardiovascular endurance, stamina, strength, flexibility, power, speed, coordination, agility, balance, and accuracy. And those 10 things combined create athleticism. But as I read those off, chances are one or more of those kind of jumped out at you as maybe more important than other things. So you can take those things, decide what it is you really want, and then set a goal and then create a plan from your goal. Ideally, each week should have a good mix of activities that support your objectives and week after week of following your plan should lead towards your goal. If you you ever get seriously into athletics of any kind and you get a coach, you'll find they will have often 90 day or six month plans. And I followed these before. It's really fun. It really helps you to achieve things you never thought you could do. For example, when I set a goal to, to, uh, cross the finish line in the national championships of the Olympic distance triathlon, that was a big goal. I had to come in top three in a qualifying event, which was uh, something I'd never done before. And, uh, You know, so I ended because it's triathlon. I had to run bike and swim every single week and get good at those three things at the same time. And luckily I had a coach who helped me out tremendously. And what she did is she took that six month period I had of training. We set the dates of when I was going to try these qualifying races. We set three or four of them so that if I didn't succeed in the first one, I had another one and so on. And then the plan had me progressing until I kind of had a very specific race week type of thing where I didn't like kill myself in training, but was ready to be at my fastest and best on race day. And then from there, it grew on itself. And so it progressed a little bit at a time week after week until I actually was able to achieve my goal and cross the finish line in the national championships. And that was a great learning experience for me to have someone lay out a plan of how it looks week after week with a with differences of intensity and distance and a mix of endurance and strength and flexibility and all those things. And you don't have to have a coach to do it. You simply have to sit down, spend a little bit of time and do some research to figure these things out. Often you can find a really great plan just by buying an app. And we'll talk more about that a little bit later. So creating a plan will really help and working back from your goals and what you really want to achieve is the best way to create a plan. Second point or challenge of working out from home is lack of motivation or self-discipline. And again, that's where simply either having someone else involved like a partner in your home who will work out with you or actually getting yourself a coach. You can go to a site like coach.me and find a coach. I am a certified nutrition coach and I'm happy to help as well. I help a lot of people for free just in our Facebook group. If you just want to go to facebook.com slash Uh, and join, or Dairobi Health actually, find the Dairobi Health uh, private Facebook group. I'll be happy to let you in and give you whatever help that I can. I have lots of free resources I'd be happy to send your way. So whatever it is, often finding something outside of yourself is the way to overcome lack of motivation or self-discipline, even if that is, again, just an app. Buying yourself an app that will help you achieve your goals and then following that app. We have one that I'll talk about later as well. The next big challenge is lack of space and or equipment. As a matter of fact, a lot of people never get started because they can't even imagine getting a good workout in their house, especially compared to a 20,000 square foot gym with hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment. But amazingly, you don't need much space to get a fantastic workout. And not only that, I think sometimes people don't utilize their living space as well as they could because they think, well, this is the living room. I can't work out in the living room. We can't have weights in here. That's a very common way to think. But you know what? Make the, use, make the best use of whatever you have and find workouts that you can do in a tight space. The workout that I do on a regular basis takes up a space in my house of about 6 feet wide by 10 feet long. And I kid you not... Like just this morning, I worked out, my workout was 38 minutes and I literally did not leave that space of about 10 feet by six feet. And when I was done, I was thoroughly worked. I was totally satisfied with my workout. I felt terrific. It was a great workout, no complaints in a tiny space. So you really can do it. Again, often that will come from your app. Buying the right type of workouts or the right type of plan makes a huge difference. For example, the interview with Lisa Blass, the Kettlebell Bombshell, What She recommends, if I remember right, a 15-pound kettlebell for women, 20 to 25 pounds for men. And with that one kettlebell, you would not believe the variety of workouts that you can get in a tiny space. Just taking your laptop or your iPad or computer, whatever, and putting it on a coffee table and go find a kettlebell workout and stand there in front of the screen and do the workout. You will not believe how worked you can be. Between 8 and 25 minutes in a tiny little space. So you can do it, you just have to learn what those workouts are and what will work for you. In addition, you may have a plan or an app or a program that requires you to do some activities that you just don't have the space for. In that case, you can often take that activity and modify it. So in the workout world, the word modify is used a lot, and a lot of people they shy away from it. They think, well, I got to do it exactly the way the app says to do it or the coach says to do it. And the fact is you just don't. You can often work that same muscle group or get the same benefits from doing something else. And if you go to Google and enter the activity that you're trying to replicate and say it's squat, you know, modifications for squat, modification for bench press, modification for fill in the blank with the name of the activity and you'll be surprised how many great modifications come up. The next big one that people deal with is lack of time. Now this is legitimate and you know there's always those kind of time Nazis out there that go no no we all have all the time we need just look at how much screen time you spend on your phone and blah 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 and they try to motivate us by basically guilt tripping us into telling us how much time we waste, etc. We all know that. But the perceived, whether it's perceived or real, the sense of a feeling of lack of time is real. And it's a feeling that we ought to be doing something else, or we have to get to something important. And oftentimes those things are important. So some ways you can get over the lack of time issue is, number one, get up a little bit earlier. And another one is keep your workouts a little bit shorter. Like for example, A lot of people have it in their head they're going to work out a certain amount of times per week, maybe 30 minutes on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Well, what if you worked out for 12 minutes, 8, 10, 12 minutes every single morning? To be honest, that would be a better program for a whole lot of people than what they're currently doing. It's interesting on the um, Making Sense podcast, episode 194, Sam Harris interviews Matt Mullenweg, one of the founders of WordPress, one of the most popular online um, website building tools. He has a distributed business model of 1,100 employees working all over the world and no office, zero office. Even the owners don't go to the office. Every single person works from home. And one of the big advantages of that, and I'll talk more about this a little bit later, is that you can do stuff when you work from home that would be embarrassing to do in an office. For example, on a regular basis, Maybe once an hour throughout the day, he will take a break and do a set of push-ups, sit-ups, and squats, like once an hour, just a handful. And you know those things add up. We'll talk more about that in a little while. So you can actually, you know, work with that lack of time feeling by simply squeezing in your workouts a little bit better, making them short, so that you can get onto whatever it else, whatever else it is that you're trying to get onto. Remembering that we all should be making time for exercise. And so, of course, it should be a priority. Of course, we should be doing it. But sometimes we do spend too much time exercising. Sometimes it does take a while to kind of get going, get ready, get all our stuff out and and work out. And then maybe we have taken too much time and eaten into the rest of our day. So shorter workouts every day might be better than that one hour workout you've been doing three or four times a week the next challenge working out from home is bad form. You know, when we start working out from home, one of the things we don't have anymore is walls of mirrors. Now, walls of mirrors are kind of a two-edged sword. It is kind of interesting to see those people who seem to love to look at themselves in the mirror at the gym and one of the turnoffs for many people about going to the gym. At the same time, it's pretty good to be able to look into a mirror and see your posture and be able to tell whether you're in a great position when you're doing those squats or when you are lifting the weights in whatever way, whatever exercise you're doing, it is super easy to develop bad form when you are not looking in a mirror all the time. So you have to constantly be aware of this, bracing yourself before each activity, keeping your good posture, refocusing on each set, getting that good feeling of a straight back as you do all the various exercises and being more mindful. You're going to have to pay more attention to your form when you work out from home than you probably do at the gym, just for that one fact. Now, if you've got a place in your house where you can work out in front of a mirror, absolutely do it. In addition, if you don't even know how well your form is or how how well you do in your workouts, buy the book Becoming a Supple Leopard by Kelly Sturette. It's the best thing I've ever read on maintaining good posture, not only through your workouts, but in all areas of your life. The next tip is overcoming distractions. So it is so much more easy to get distracted at home because we have family maybe, we have loved ones, we have pets, we have screens. And the fact is, we probably have to try a little bit harder to be focused when we work out at home. So commit 100% to your home workout. If you have to put your plan on airplane mode, there's absolutely no reason to be looking at Instagram while you're doing your workout. Put it on airplane mode, turn on your music, and focus. Follow your plan, do every workout, every set, every movement, mindfully. And at the same time, it's fine to be flexible, of course. We don't want to be an automaton and, 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 I don't know, is that how you say that word? An automaton? Automaton? a robot and be mad at our family every time they interrupt us. You know, my dog loves it when I work out at home. When I'm doing push-ups, she thinks I'm playing and it's time to just come lick my face. And I've just, you know, come to grips with that. I think it's kind of cute, although it messes me up sometimes when I'm doing planks, push-ups or anything on the ground. And so, you know, it is kind of a distraction, but I don't stop. I keep on working out. You get the idea. Ideally, when you're at home, don't be watching television. If you've got a treadmill in a nice room and you're one of those people that can afford a really great home gym, that's wonderful. But you know what? It would be better to keep that television off. Or if you can turn on something to do with your workout. For example, if you have a cycle like a Peloton, you can be watching the screen and actually following with your eyes the artificial road, for example, you'll get such a better workout than if your mind is in one place and your legs are just mindlessly spinning. So much better to just focus, really be into your body, really be into the emotions and the stress of what you're doing, focusing on your form and really getting every little bit of juice and energy that you can out of that workout. So it becomes a very mindful process versus one full of constant distraction that you never fully get engaged in. And you won't reach your goals near as well with mindless workouts as you will with mindful workouts. Next one is lack of variety. Again, people who have a cycle, a rowing machine, or a treadmill often get in the rut of just doing the same old thing. They get it in their head, I'm going to do a workout, so I'll go to my treadmill. And I'll do the same thing that I've done for the last six months. Again, this leads to lifeless exercises, especially if you're reading a book or watching TV. If you have the plan I talked about earlier that has the variety in the plan, it'll solve the problem. In addition, don't forget your goal. You're less likely to hit your goal if you are stuck in a rut and have no variety. We know for sure from science and studies that strength training is critically important for both men and women. And cardiovascular endurance is also important. And in addition, there's those other things I talked about. Flexibility, mobility, accuracy, balance. And so it's wonderful to have that machine. It can even be the core aspect of your workout. Just don't make it the only aspect of your workout. And work in that mobility especially and some other areas of strength or conditioning that will give your body that variety and muscle confusion that it needs. Now, here is my last little thought, and this is just a great one-two punch for winning the morning. If you really want to win the day, you'll win the day better if you win the morning. And the thing that I try to do every day, and this is something that I highly recommend, is to meditate. Meditate before you work out. There's one very simple reason why I meditate before I work out. And that is I've been sitting for 20 minutes. And after sitting for 20 minutes, I'm 54 years old now. After sitting for 20 minutes, I I creak a little bit getting up, right? I'm not limber like I used to be. And so to do my meditation and then go right into working out just kind of gets me back into gets the blood flowing, gets me flexible again, gets me ready for the day. But the other thing is it helps me prepare for that workout And when I enter my workout, I try to do it very, very mindfully. As a matter of fact, in a good meditative session, you don't turn off your thoughts. Rather, your thoughts come and go and you don't get so attached to them. Over time, you train your brain to not become so attached or or, um, derailed by the thoughts that are constantly streaming through all of our brains. Many of them are about past embarrassments or future problems or worry. And they completely distract us from the here and now of what's happening inside of our own skin and in our immediate environment. And when you become an experienced meditator, you learn that and you get more control. You get more of a trained mind. When you take that trained mind into your workout and you apply all these things that I've talked about and you turn off the television or other distractions so that you are a 100% focused on your workout, you really get a tremendous workout. And it's more than just a workout. It's an extension of your meditation. It's something you do very, very mindfully. It's something that you're able to maintain really good form because you're focusing very strongly on what it is that you're doing. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of a meditation called a body scan. It's a wonderful meditation that you can do periodically, where often you lie down and While you're lying down, you take a few deep breaths and you kind of get into the mode. And then what you do is you simply direct your attention to your toes. And you sense the feeling of your toes and you think through whether you feel heat or pressure or tingling or just what exactly you feel. And you simply do a scan of your body from your toes up to your arches and your feet and your ankles and your calves and all the way up. And through doing this body scan, you're just, you, you're becoming meditative. You're mindfully staying within yourself. And while you're focusing on, on your body, you are not focusing on some of these other things. It might be worries or problems or embarrassments or, or challenges that you're having in your life. And what I'm describing is a way of doing something similar by doing whatever type of meditation you're going to do in the morning and then moving into your workout in a very mindful meditative way you are getting those benefits of that body scan type of of growth and experience through your workout where you're much less likely to be injured because you're so focused on what you're doing and you're having an experience that again is more meditative and mindful in nature than just knocking out a few reps or building up a sweat so that you can get on to other things. And so now this becomes a really meaningful and powerful way to start your day. Now, at Dirobi.com, we are offering a solution that could help you with almost all of these things. For all of our customers who spent over $100 in our store, which a lot of you listening have already done, you just have to send an email. Just go to our support and tell them that you would like to do ProCoach and Precision Nutrition. Now, ProCoach will solve most of the problems that I described in here because ProCoach is a really amazing software tool. It's an app you can put on your phone, and then it, you 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 go ahead and you enter your age, your gender, your goals, any limitations that you have, injuries, etc. What it is you're trying to accomplish? into the app and it custom tailors a one-year program for you at the end of the year you can just redo it i've been doing this now i'm on my third session i absolutely love it for me it makes it so much easier to simply open an app in the morning and follow the directions it gives you the video of how each exercise looks it gives you the modifications it asks you whether you're working out in a gym or at home whether you need just a quick workout And every single day, this thing is completely tailored and it's giving you the long-term plan to help you reach your goals. If you entered, your goal was to lose 40 pounds, simply follow along all year long and you'll lose your 40 pounds simply by doing what it tells you to do every single morning. So that's a phenomenal tool that we have that you can get very inexpensively. By the way, if you go to precisionnutrition.com where you can buy Precision Nutrition and Pro Coach, which is a nutritional program and workout program together, it's $179 a month, but as a certified coach with Precision Nutrition, I offer it to my clients, everyone who spent $100 in our store, to, and that, the profit from that $100 covers part of the cost of me doing this, and it's not a moneymaker. It's only a moneymaker because I have a lot of confidence in my products, and I'm hoping that a lot of people who try our products will come back and buy more, and they do. We have one of the highest reorder rates on Amazon in the supplement industry, as a matter of fact. And so that's part of our evil scheme, if we can get people to to take our products and then get ProCoach and Precision Nutrition that uh, will make the money back because they'll like our products and they'll keep taking them. So you can give that a shot if you like it, dirobi.com. So thanks for listening. I hope you picked up some ideas here that were useful and would help you to create a plan, give you some ideas for how to work out better at home with minimal equipment and some of these concepts that maybe some of these things have been getting in your way and now they won't anymore. I hope that's the case. To all of you listening, this is Dave Sherwin wishing you health and success.